Yo, welcome to the My City Podcast. Salat. I, I got no, nobody said it. He's a liar. <laughs> just because you just said mask instead of mast, you are trying to You know, like when what she's mast, what is mast? What is mast? He's a liar. Let me tell the story. Because the one That's that you're trying to shut me up. <laughs> you know what? You can ask Nonsa. She one day she cooked for us, so and I'll never forget. Person. I was putting um, jollof rice, assorted meat, Jeez, all of the full house. Exactly. <laughs> the people just like, oh, don't you want any? And I was like, any of what? Then she was like, salad. You're uh, a liar. <laughs> Do you know and why I, I know he's a liar? I have never provided right, salad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's start. Let's start. I've never let's start, provided salad right. for you guys. That's you what you're saying. Liar. And then no, after she was like, let's cook. Listen, listen. Why are you hitting me? Because you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Hold on, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what, what's, wrong, what's wrong with salad, bro? You men lie unprovoked. No, because she says salad. How can you say salad. men lie unprovoked? That's, that's even a lie. Itself, men bro. lie unprovoked. Let's yo, get that yo, on yo, record. Yo, 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 welcome back to the My City podcast, episode 25, quarter of a century, don't know, don't know. Um, thank you so much for tuning into our past episodes. You got your boy, Big Sam, it'll always be Big Sam, so whatever you say, Big Sam. <laughs> you got your boy Ray Chills, what you say, bro? Ray Chills in the building today. What are we Come saying, on. baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got we got two lovely guests there today. Uh, you got well, I didn't even know if we're doing AKs or not. We just did names on that. Latif yeah? Ayo, right? Yeah, just Latif and Latif AKA BBL. Latif, what's BBL? What's I don't know what it means. Is it a fat transfer stuff? It's Latif. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. That's that bad chance for stuff, you know. We're gonna turn the culture into it. Alright, we'll tell you right offline. Oh. And then you got faith, what you say, V? I'm okay. You good, Should yeah? I tell them what BBL means? Huh? Quickly, I tell quickly, them what quickly, BBL quickly, means? quickly, nah, quickly. We're good, we're good. Are you we're sure? Good, we're good. Are you, you were just telling them about something that didn't happen. So. But you know what? It's not going to be included in this. Alright, say that, say that. So obviously, we've got a lot of history here in the building. You got Latif and Faith, obviously. Thanks for those who tuned into our last episode where we spoke about. um we spoke, spoke about professional qualification. We spoke yeah. about the benefits of um, doing a professional qualification and whether you're not they you know hold a key to success in life. Today we'll be talking about the difference between being a black British native in the UK and being a black foreigner from another country living in the UK and you know what kind of experiences there are, whether they're different experiences or whether they're the same experiences. Mm. Um yeah, yeah, so it's it's quite it's quite a, it's a good topic to talk about because um you know we've received questions a few times from um doing our your city episodes from you know people saying raw is there a divide Sam like you know with this pod sometimes we feel like a lot of your experiences we can't really relate to them or we feel like you're you know kind of targeting a demographic which we don't really fit into so we thought we'd bring like two um lovely people onto the pod today to sort of get their experiences and sort of get their intake talk about me and Ira's intake and sort of go from there really so um quickly we should quickly explain where you lot are from kind of thing so Latif um so wait why is it me <laughs> why is it not you know ladies first and that you know like ladies first ladies first ladies first okay so faith i'll go nice fine see see i got you um so 
Wait, sorry, what? So, <laughs> so, so, no, were you not bored? Where are you not bored? You know what? You so know, what? I was. What do you when you fill out a form mm. for a job? What do you think? Do you put black British, black African, a foreigner? Does that do? thing still? I put, the thing is that it, it's not like that no more. It no, is. it's it, it's it, not. It, you know, it's, it's black it, British it, African. Yeah, job since. No, even if you're black British, yeah, black British, yeah, it does the African thing. Like, listen, they they differentiate you, my boy. Yeah, no, you, take, you take other and then decide to write however you, you write your doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was born here, born in London. Don't know, don't know. Which hospital? Just my boy. Um, no, because people could get my records. Kings, so. <laughs> Kings. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna drop any hospital names, but you know, it was not. I wasn't. No, it was not Booper. Sorry, I was born in a manger, fam. Um, and I spent a majority of my younger years here. Cool. Um, and then I went and lived in Nigeria for a bit. How long? Um, about a year or a bit longer. Um, What age? Sorry. And then this was about seven. Okay. That's like me a bit. Um, it was mainly because again my mum wanted me to be very in touch with the culture not because i was naughty let's just you're lying you got expelled from primary school and the shit from nigeria and you know what it actually didn't feel like i left like i'm pretty sure like I only have pictures to even remember it by, and like you know, actually learning. Were you there like with um, family or? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. there with family. Yeah, just um, one. And one of them ones would have told you like your grandma died. You go, no, 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 go no, no, no. My grandma funeral. was there. She yeah. by four. You say know, that. Say she that. made yeah, me yeah, like yeah. proper like because I could always understand Yoruba, but what she wanted me to do was be able to reply in Yoruba. I got replied. Um, I love that pronunciation Yoruba. Like it's very. very no, my, my pronunciation still. isn't that good. It's very good still. But you know, Melissa Yoruba, like you know, small. Wait, why are you laughing? But I said Melissa Yoruba. So you came back at eight. Yeah, I came back at eight. And then you've been there on, But then I kept on going and going and going. Okay. And then somewhere in like around 14, 15, I'm not going to divulge <laughs> the reason why. Um, <clears throat> I went back for like an extended period of time. How long? Uh, <laughs> Look, just now. How, I went how long? Back. How long? How long? Come on. Uh, just now, I went back for an extended. <laughs> I went period to jail, you know. When it came out, I thought you were a bad guy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope my future employers. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Um, no, we're joking. We're joking. We're joking. And you know, but like I said, I always used to go back every single half term, every single ho- like anytime there was more than three days free, you would mm. see me um, in Lagos. And now I've been living in London um, permanently, mm. um, minus like university. And yeah, that's that's it. Okay, love that, love that. And Faith, um, you? So okay, so I was born in Lagos, Nigeria. Just don't know, don't know. And I lived there until I was about eight, nine. At which point I moved to Ireland. So at first I was in Dublin. That's why your oh. accent is really funny because you know when I first met you. I was like, this girl, this girl, yeah, this girl landed from Nigeria. is funny. No, I told, I tell her, look, face my G. I, mean, I tell her all the time, fam. Like, I don't really know what you can't, like, you can't figure out what weird, that is, fam. It's just a mix of everything. But yeah, so I moved to Ireland when I was about eight, nine. Um, I don't necessarily have the proper Irish accent because I actively fought against that for a while. But yeah, did you used to wear? Um, green, did you used to wear green and? <laughs> 
Why? You haven't seen Fed's old pictures. <laughs> well, oh, Fed well, used to give them goth style, emo <laughs> style. Yeah, Fed was a emo goth style. Still. She had one side um, fringe like I, this and say, black bro, eyeliner. When I say black nails, fam, my, bro, so what, what's the third in Fed's Ed um, Adebayo? Yeah, I don't, ah, I don't know why you're saying that. Who? That's not my surname. Salvador. Who that is? Who be that? Who be that? Yeah, go to you. No, so um. So you went. Yeah, I was in Ireland. Um, when I was about eight nine, mm-hmm. then I stayed there till I was about eighteen. Oh, ten years, yeah, cool. Yeah, and then I wow. went back to Nigeria for about a year and a half. Cool. And then I moved to Lancaster, UK, okay. for uni. So that's the first then, time you lived in um, England. Well, lived, yeah. So I used to spend for some reason my dad thought that England was a good summer destination so we would come here. <laughs> it's not bad though. No, we, would come dead, here, we would come here every summer as kids anyway. Well, okay. Um, yeah, so I lived, I was in Lancaster for uni and then I moved to London for my master's and then I've been here since. Wait, where'd you do your master's? Just a quick one. At Imperial. Jeez. Calm, calm, calm. It's an okay <laughs> university. <laughs> well, you, you, said that you, you said you lived in London other than university. Yeah, so I done my <coughs> undergrad in London. I done my masters um, outside London. Right, cool. So um, first of all, before, so uh, leading on from that, um, okay. So let's, should, call, let's talk about. We should quickly say a bit about uh, like just. I got you. Got one you. Second. So, so obviously, uh, who so, are you? yeah, I was born and raised in London, and you are seeing. Let's talk about you, bro. Let's talk about focus. No, on no, you, no, I was born and raised. I was born and raised same house, Peckham, bro. Like right, cool. Moody Road, like same house. And well, that. Wait, wait, what hospital were you born in? Were you born in your house? King's College Hospital. And that. Right, cool. So and Campbell, yeah. Peckham. Uh, so, and Kim, King's College is in Campbell. You're the fraud here, not me. <laughs> King's College is in Campbell, bro. Okay, I thought it's you said the yard and that. <laughs> 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 and then, so you, you were born and raised. Did we talk for myself, bro? <laughs> so, I, I was born in North London, um, like Edgware. And then um, I live in London Bridge. I've grown up in London Bridge all my, all my life. However, um, I did go to Nigeria briefly. When I was like four or five for like one year or two years, maybe even a couple of months. Don't remember correctly. He slapped someone in the nursery. You know, you know, you know and it's like, <laughs> they sent him between, back. Between zero and 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't remember. All I remember is I remember when I started school in there, I had a friend. When I went there two years later, he was dark, innit? So that's what I remember. That's what I remember. I remember oh, that. Like, yeah. No, nothing wrong with that. We're not going to anyway. So we got three natives there and we got. Um, one foreigner, I a guess. Foreigner. So one international. But then, yeah, because I didn't know you lived in Ireland that long. Consecutively, you weren't going to Nige. No. Like, so you're just based in Ireland from 8 to 18. Yeah. So like, have you got three passports? No. What do you have? The Nigerian one. Okay, so but your accent on a... sounds mad Nigerian. Yeah. Like, you sound like you lived in Nigeria. Like, for I the mean, so... accent, like, determining period of your <laughs> life. Like, I mean, so for me, when... A lot of the peop- the Nigerians I was around in Ireland were like first generation oh, okay. or second generation anyway. What do you so mean? Everyone that? So still, like you guys all came on the same. Everyone still had the accent, okay. right? And then also for me, again, when I first, um, and I don't mean any offense, but when I first heard the Irish accent, I was a bit taken aback because <laughs> I expected them to sound, I was a kid, right? So the I expected them to sound mad, like English people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so because of that, I didn't like the accent at first. So I was very insistent on keeping my nigerian accent okay okay, um, okay. which i think is a good thing. it wasn't until always, i actually always. moved back to nigeria then i realized that i didn't sound as nigerian as i thought i did mm. uh, so, so yeah. no, but i think it's a good thing that you kept your accent because um i think it's a good thing you kept your accent because what i find and again i guess we'll speak about this later is that a lot of people who 
may have been born in Nigeria and they grew up there in their formative years they and out. came here later, <laughs> or, you know, international students, they do sell out. Yeah, they and, you know, they American really accent. try, they hate their accent. And in my head, I'm just like, you know, you would never ever meet a French person who will tell you that they can't speak French or they're mm. ashamed of their accent. Mm. Even if it takes them longer to say what they're saying in English, you they will let you know, look, you're going to stand and listen to it. Whereas I feel like with a lot of Nigerians and not to generalize, just in my experience, I don't know if it differs from any of you threes, mm. is that there's a lot of, oh, like, you know, they want to come and give us accent. They want to give us British accent and all of that. <laughs> and half the time it sometimes fails because I'm just like, this grammar Shut that you are really trying to do, it's <laughs> a struggle. That, but on that point quickly, if we're talking about French people, immigrants that are in France as well, maybe having the French accent is not, obviously that's not, none of it is a bad thing, but maybe if you have an African accent and you, you, you know, sort of see it as a disadvantage or you sort of see it as, you know, people may sort of, you may miss out on opportunities or something like because of that. I mean, it could be different in that France could also be seen as like a top European country all of this. So if you sort of have their accent, then at least people can kind of firm that than if you're coming from Cote d'Ivoire or like yeah, Zimbabwe but or something. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you treat it because oh, the, the fact- what now? Because Cote d'Ivoire. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, geography no, no, yeah. and that, man. Come on, man. Um, I don't know about countries. But... <laughs> do, you even, do you even know where it is? Huh? Ivory Coast. Where that? in Africa is it? Africa. Yeah, where in Africa Africa, is it? my boy. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, man. I think, West. You're, I think you're right. Like European accents are deemed to be seen Favourite, as more attractive. Yeah, exactly. Um, they are seen as more favorable. That's but actually again, not true because in a survey, the Nigerian accent for some reason made it to no, like but that top could, three. One of the most attractive. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, no, but that's the, yeah. Which that survey was that? Based, I don't but know. you need to remember that could have been based on actual votes, though. Because again, if. and true. I, So it always depends on who's voting. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, it's like, depending on where you are, I can understand, yeah, yeah, especially yeah, when you're yeah, in yeah. school, yeah. it may be very difficult having a kind of accent. People may tease you for it. That's but what I found is that people who are very unashamed of their accent people tease them but they was like and and i guess it depends on the individual but especially when you're a professional i don't know about any of you guys but i work with people who now nah, that i've recently just got a job <laughs> my boy I work, with, <laughs> Come on. I work with a lot of people who are like first generation yeah and they don't they will be te- they'll be saying stuff that's off the charts yeah. and you know even if you correct them they're like did you um, understand what I was yeah, trying to say? Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. You know what I mean, it's really based on mm. your merit in some cases because what's the point of having this amazing English accent or trying to have one mm. if you are, no offense, just like dumb as hell? What, what does it I do mean, to no, you? No, I get you. So, I, think... so I was going to say quickly, before we get into that, um, quick definition. You mentioned French immigrant. Okay. What's an immigrant to you, bro? Uh, so according to Google, I'll be real with it, unlike you. Um, <laughs> what? Why is it? <laughs> Um, so immigrant is simply a person who comes to live permanently in a foreign country. But so, so would you say you're an immigrant in faith? Yes. So you're gonna live here forever then? I mean, I'm living here permanently at the moment. It could change. Yeah, permanently. But wouldn't that make you? Wouldn't really. that make you make you an expat instead? What's no, an expat? because an, What's expat? an expat. I think an expat is somebody that comes to work in a foreign country. Okay. Um, you come in as that is like the visa that you come in on and all of that. I didn't come here. Work as as a worker already, I came here for for uni and then mm. I stayed. Mm. And if you look at the overall class, I'm still an immigrant. There may be different types of immigrants, so but I'm still an immigrant. Like, Sorry, so there might be different mm. types of immigrants, but I'm still an immigrant. So yeah, according to Google, of course, if you want to do sandwich, <laughs> and according to Iria as well, an expatriate is a person temporarily or permanently residing in a country mm. other than their native um country. Yeah. So um. So still an immigrant, but... So think, can but we just clarify, the expat term 
for me is just a definition <coughs> used for white people because mm. that no, a black person you would never ever hear a black expat is solely reserved for white people. That is that how it is used? Or that how it's supposed to be? That is how it's used because I mean I don't know about you. in Nigeria anyone even if I was moved to. Be, to Nigeria, they won't call you expert. They would call me an immigrant. They yeah. would never ever refer to me as an expert, and that's in most um kind. Well, I really hate using the term third world because it's incorrect. But most third world, quote unquote, yeah, 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 yeah. third world countries. Yeah. Or, or, or they, I, I refer to maybe most uh, cultural or tropical countries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know who calls them that. Wait, but, okay, that that may be the person. You know that that sounds like to me. You know when someone wants to be that wants to call you black, but they try to yeah, scare they, yeah. So, they come out, they come out to your maze and that you know, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a hot place. Ooh, like the black skin, that tan. And you're just like so. You want to say nah, Nigeria? You want to say I'm black? Right, cool. Right, cool. Let's 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 sort of focus on the topic today. So main reason we want to do this, we want to establish is there a divide a divide between we're focusing on sort of London, UK. So UK born black British people and people that now live in the UK, but they weren't born here. But for example, Faith, you're living here permanently for like, the plan is to live here permanently. Mm -hmm. So you would consider yourself a Londoner, right? Yes. So sort of let's sort of talk about experiences and talk about um, some of the issues that we've seen. So, I think Latif brought up a, a very important point earlier about um, sort of being in school, like when you're younger or whatever, people, I can remember this so clearly, like there were a few people in my school or whatever that had really strong, thick accents from, you know, there were people from Ivory Coast, people from Cameroon, Niger, whatever. And I can clearly remember they get them getting like sort of mocked for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, it's just, it was quite common play and, a, a story that I can sort of share on the podcast today is that there's a guy that went to my school, went to my secondary school, like I said, very strong accent. And we found out like a couple of years ago that um, he committed suicide. Like this guy, I remember during school, like he was really, really teased quite heavily for it. He never showed any sign of, um, you know, it affecting him or anything like that. He always took it in the chin. He was a happy guy, all of that. So then to hear that he committed suicide, now, I'm not saying that it had anything directly to do with us lot in school that would laugh at, you know, mm -hmm. the way he spoke or his mannerisms or anything like that. But I was speaking to my boy that went to my school recently and we were saying, raw like that kind of thing, you don't know what kind of impact it could have had on him that none of us knew. So it's one of them ones where is that divide just inherent? Was that divide there mm -hmm. from that age? And is is it causing like effects that we're not aware of? Like? So, from my perspective, when I moved to Ireland, I was in primary school, so I had I did a year yeah. primary school there, and yeah. I think it's natural for children to kind of make fun of what they don't they don't understand or what mm. seems different. Um, for me, I suppose it wasn't really I never really had a chance to think about whether my accent contributed to anything because there was just a lot of racism at the time anyway. So I was the only black girl in my school, mm. so they hadn't even been exposed to black people in general for them to compare me with anyone it was just kind of like if they saw another there was one other black boy so they assumed i knew him <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we must know each other so it was things like that and then also in terms of i suppose when i when i think back on it the so the boys seemed to be fascinated by the fact that there was a girl that black was girl. different yeah. right so they would say things like there's um there's an irish slang that says like will you meet me 
right? And the meet, well, meet me, meet is actually, it's a slang for kiss, right? So <laughs> okay. the boys would come and say, will you meet me? And I used to look at them like, are you dumb? Like, we already know each other. Like, why do you, what is Oh, you what didn't know the slang. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I would just say no because I didn't understand why they were laughing. Yeah. Um, and, then beca- and then the girls were a bit funny towards me. I don't know if it's because they just didn't want to bother making an effort or because they didn't like that. There was this novelty around me. Mm. But I think when it comes to accents and stuff, I think it just, it really just depends on your experiences. Because I know in Ireland, even sometimes it, it was even a fellow, um, a Nigerian guy, but I think he had been born there. And I said, well, I'm going to choir practice or something. And he was like, well, choir practice, you're so Nigerian. And I was like, well, <laughs> what am I supposed to be? Like, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Mm. So of course, I'm so Nigerian because I am. Mm. Um and I think it's it's interesting because one thing I picked up on in the UK and maybe not everyone has this experience is that when you say things, it's I think it's a British thing maybe that someone just corrects you. So you say if you say something, so do you mean? And then they say it I in the way you guys say it. And then we'll, we'll because do, of that, so for example, if I say a word and you say, "Oh, do you mean this?" and you pronounce it in the English way, yeah. a part of you internalizes that because you just want to be understood quickly, right? Yeah, if you don't yeah. want, you don't okay. have time yeah, for yeah, people yeah, to be asked, yeah, yeah. so you just want to say it the way you're going to be understood and then move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you. that's something that maybe has an effect. I, think, I don't know. Um, just on to like train onto some of your points is that I feel like it's not a British thing. I think it's very much a British Nigerian thing because what I have found is that aside from let's just say people that are not black who are white or they are um asian most of the mockery i saw people with african accents came from british born africans which i always found quite interesting because it was like your mum speaks like this your dad speaks like this (laughs) you have family members that speak like this when you come to school and you start to say oh look at you with your african bubble accent and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know people and faith is very right because you know as we was joking earlier there were people that would say stuff like salad. Okay, cool. We get it. We know what they meant. Mm. Salad. Okay. You mm. don't need to point it out. And I feel like, and one of me and my friends, Nonso, were actually talking about this. We feel like in a normal scenario, like a normal British kind of scenario, yeah. if it was a white person, I would say that it's actually maybe a sign of elitism yeah. or classism. And that's just how they correct people. But when I feel like it's other black Africans, I'm a bit like, I don't understand the kind of point then, there because you should be used to it. And you're not helping someone because I'm sure at 23 years old, they know what it is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They know what it's actually called and how it's pronounced, but they just can't do it because <coughs> of their accent. So I just want to give people some numbers quickly so that they can put into... <coughs> let's, have, let's have finish having another moment. Anyway. So I, there's a, I wanted to give, put some numbers. I wanted to give some numbers so people can have a perspective of, of what we're talking about. So in the 2011s, uh, consensus there was mm. one million black people living in London and um, yeah and out of that for every two black Africans mm. you'd have one person who recognised themselves as a black Caribbean so that's just to give you some more numbers there yeah so in London there's around roughly one million black Africans or no black um, people in general mm. and London in total has a population of um, around eight million Mm. So we make black people in general make one eighth of London, and if you look into that one million itself, we're now we're now discussing the divide between what's going on. So I was going to ask you guys quickly: Do you view her differently to you? No, uh, but then again, I feel like that's my because of my personal experience. I've always been on the fence. I've had a majority because of my like friends. what? Sorry, because what I did when I was in university, you know, it's university in North 
Yeah, so there's even there's even a lot of smaller even a smaller pool. I went to Leeds, so there's even a smaller pool of black people in Leeds, right? I've noticed that the the, the immigrants or the um, international students kept themselves in one bubble, mm-hmm. and everyone else who lived in the UK kept themselves in another bubble. Yeah, and it shouldn't be that way. Like for example, you had ACS, you had African Caribbean society, but then you also had Nigerian society, mm. and you also had like. Um, other societies for just those internationals. Yeah. But the thing is, I think it depends on the type of university. And I think Faith can, we have a similar experience at Imperial and at Warwick is that, yes, you do have your international Nigerians and there is going to be that case where, look, they you know my family friend, like, yeah, yeah. you know my cousin. Oh, we know each other from this party. Someone will say a surname. You'll be like, oh, I know them. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But at the same time, because I feel like it's more, much more integrated, whereas I've been to other few un- universities and like you said, it's like that divide is very clear. Like, they do not really interact that well. I mean, I, I, mean, think, I, don't, I think though, so in Lancaster, that wasn't the experience at all. It was, there was no um, black British, Nigerian, there was a Nigerian society, but there was no divide within the ACS itself. Um, if anything, I kind of, I didn't really think of myself as international per se. The only time I kind of realized I was international was when I just couldn't relate to some of the things people spoke about growing up. Such mm. as. Right? So for example, like, the thing about um, after school going to <laughs> get fish. You're a very bad guy. <laughs> going to Are the get, buses even um, red in Lancaster, fam? Huh? They're not red in Lancaster, they're blue. Right. Going to Good get um, fish and chips, for example, after school, right? Yeah. I can't... Re- I, I remember having that as a kid when I visited, but that was not something that... It's not your It doesn't experience. bring back any story, nostalgia. Yeah. You're thinking like getting pure water in Sorry? I can't relate to fish and chips. Too, and I think that's one thing that people need to be very careful head and because It's not only guy, a geographical thing. It's also about how you grew up and yeah. where you was raised. Because but, not every single black person will be like, I can relate to fish no, and I, chips. I was just saying that... No, no, I get what you mean. For me, that was the example. My one used to be like favourites, chicken and chips not fish and chips but sorry yeah. but that's let's see see what i mean that's, <laughs> even what, that's even what i meant right you see and i don't no, I, get, yeah, go but finish I, think, it now. I think that it just i just think it depends because part of the reason why you see internationals <clears throat> stick to each other in quotes is also because sometimes you just went to the same schools yeah. in nigeria anyway so that's your friend Honestly, already and, and also when you come to a place and you're new it's human behavior to look for something familiar. So you hear someone that has the same accent yeah, as yeah, you, you that probably them. is not going to call you a freshie, yeah, that yeah, probably yeah. is not going to make fun of you yeah, for yeah, sounding yeah. different. So of course yeah. that's the person you're going to want to spend more time and, with. It's natural. And the thing is, yeah, the thing is, this stems way beyond black British people or black people in general. It's, it's white people as well. Really and truly, if you work in certain industries, certain fields, you'll notice that, you know, the gentleman's club, the golf club, you know, I mean, people yeah. that their dads are from the same kind of mold. They're cut with the same fit, whatever the saying is same or whatever. Same cl- <laughs> thank you, God bless you. <laughs> no, <laughs> they'll they'll gravitate to yeah, each other no, as well. I think, like, yeah, this is like it, it transcends race or anything like that. But I just feel like, obviously, again, because we all are black. Nigerians mm. that's why we acknowledge it or are able to see it more mm. just like I'm sure in those the, other areas if we overlap with them we can also identify mm. it. The, the one thing I will say though that as much as I don't feel I can't say I'm black British but I feel like a Londoner yeah and yeah. that's something that we should pay attention there's, I, I feel like the there's, a, we should there's the it. London culture and I feel like I'm from London I can relate to London things okay so for example you said you said you said to me in the past that you love listening to our podcast because you love just the way we talk. Yeah, like, I like you the love accent. the London accent and that. So, do you feel like what is London culture? Is it speaking like that? Is it a way of like? Is it a wearing, movement? Wearing like tight jeans? Is it wearing tight jeans? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Is it going lock Sundays? What? Is it? <laughs> I think 
I think what I would define London culture as, well, I don't even know if I can define it, but for me, the main thing is I don't feel foreign when I'm in London. Mm, okay. I just feel like I'm just a Londoner that's in London because there's so I'm much diversity and everyone is foreign anyway. Or even if they're not, you don't really like notice that you are when you're in London. Maybe when you leave London, you then Sometimes. start to realize, well, for me personally, anyway. Not like that, but I mean, but like, then, when I'm in the elevator at work, you know, some days you just turn around and you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what so I mean, saying, like, yeah. you trying to say that when you're in Knightsbridge, they look at you a bit funny? No, not Stop, that stop clutching their bags and that. Remember that Stormzy? No, no, but honestly, I actually had an experience like that, like about <laughs> early last year, I was walking to my friend's house um, in West Hampstead and usually with women at night, as a principle, because I can imagine how uncomfortable it may be. If it's a really dark lit road, I either tend to stay back or I just cross the road, right? And I just made that consideration because having a lot of female cousins and my mom and my aunts, I know I've heard from their experiences that they don't feel safe. Great. Um, and this woman kept on like stopping and looking at me, but not like just looking behind, like stopping Why and looking. Why is staring in that for like? And you know, <laughs> do what did in my neighborhood? She saw BBL. Ah, she saw no, a no, fine no, boy. She, no, no, yeah, she, she was like, drop your skincare routine. Look at this caramel drop. No, but um, you know, for a second, because of the location, I was like, is this my sugar mommy? But no, no. He's a bad guy. You know, I said to her, is everything okay? And I asked her, is everything okay? And, you know, she literally held her bag mm. and she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, N-word. <laughs> no, she just said, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm sorry, why? And she was like, oh, I don't have much. I was like, yeah. you don't have much of what? I was literally, I was so baffled. Yeah, yeah. And then she was I mean, like, you do look please. A bit, you know. um, and then <laughs> I was <talking>. like, <laughs> and then I was like, sorry, do you think I'm going to rob you? And then she just kept on shaking her head. And I was like, look, don't worry, and I just literally like mm. just sped past her. So I think it does still happen in London. No, mm. but just I that think people that, are much better. In that at case, it. though, you feel you just felt like you were black, not that you were foreign. Do you see what? Oh I yeah, mean? no, no, no. And definitely. that's what yeah, I'm yeah. trying to say. Like but I feel do think, like. Do you think her response have been different if she had heard your accent instead? No, because one thing I've noticed also is that I don't feel, which is which is why it's interesting because when you're international. Sometimes people forget. So there's the black British conversation and everyone's talking about being black British and but you're not, right? But then when you're sitting in a room and they're talking about the black experience, you are black, so you have similar experiences, but it's like people that there's are not nuances. people that are not black British or that are not black will see you as just a black person. But then you then when you then come inside the little subgroup, that's where you then have the black British yeah. people looking at you as you are different. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the only time that I notice that I'm really that different in terms of the grand scheme of things, different from another black person, yeah. Yeah. is when I have to apply for a visa or I have to pay <laughs> extra. <laughs> or, you know, I have to join so, the, non, so, the non-EU queue in the airport. Well, so, 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 I just want to do another definition. So you, you said you got, a, you got a visa, yeah? Yeah. Um, so, we know I think I'm not sure if the part of the recording at this time. Uh, would you say you're black British? No. What about you, Latif? You got a British yeah. passport, or not? How about you, what, Sam? Do you, do you have a British passport? Come on, man. Yeah. General question. Yes. Do you? Do you? I had one before you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow! Wow! wow. Shit, my boy. See, but okay, no, but you boy see, there, that also feeds into what we're saying. <laughs> see, no, no, but that feeds into what you're saying. You just said I had one before you. No, I know that you're joking, right? But yeah. on, some people actually do say that on a serious level because they can identify, yeah. especially when someone has a foreign accent. Yeah. That look, you just came here. 
So and I remember some people, some yeah. people used to say Real really cool. mean things like, you know what? Like I'll call police to your house and you, you all get taken back. And I'll be like, so, what do you call yourself? You don't call yourself black British. What do you call yourself? I'm Nigerian. Nigerian, yeah, cool. What are you gonna say, bro? Because the thing is, yeah, when we talk about divide now, yeah, like I think it's a, there's a there's a divide in mentality. Like in some people's mindsets, we're not the same, and. I think up until even college, so even until I got to uni, really, I really did see. I first of all, I didn't come across a lot of um, non-UK born black people. Most of the people that I came across in school and whatnot were sort of born here and sort of all spoke alike. Those the few that weren't were really, really victimized. They were really picked on. They were really called freshies, as I was mentioning earlier. And it was only when um, I sort of got to uni that I started to get you know a few like a lot more friendly with sort of um, international international students and, you know, friends and whatnot. So I think in my head, I definitely did think sort of were here and they're there. And then I know Latif, you mentioned earlier about, you know, you're calling them boo-boo scratcher and um, freshie and like fob and all of that bullshit, yeah? Like, why are you doing that? That's your mum as well. But at the end of the day, the kind of mentality, and I know we're speaking about a kid's mindset here, but, the kid's mindset was really that you want to be cool. Like you want to be sort of top of the food chain. You want to be rated. You want to be like, get the respect of your peers. And end of the day, what was socially acceptable and what was deemed cool was not to sort of be deemed as this like freshy quote unquote. Do you know what I mean? So where you say, why are they cussing their mum? Their, their mum is not really what they look at as cool. Their mum is not really what they, their mum is their mum. And they have love and respect for their mum, but think, what they yeah, see no, as cool is sort of gigs on I, the on nah, the radio. I get what you mean, like, but the thing is, is that there's a certain point, and I'm not. I don't believe at any yeah. stage is acceptable. Yeah. But even if we're gonna say it's understandable, there's a certain point that you need to grow out. Yeah, of that's that what I'm saying. Like, and the, the fact that people till this day still have it. Sometimes I see like arguments on Twitter. Loads of people will be like, "Oh, Nigerian Twitter have started again. Like these people <laughs> don't even have generators yeah. in their house. Can never take like." And it's just like really. But isn't that said tongue in cheek? Hmm? Isn't that said as a joke? No, but the thing is, yes, it's tongue in cheek. But we must understand that there's still that residual like colonial mentality in the sense of because I live in England and I live in a in the developed world, and I'm in a better position than than you. you. Yeah, right. So they that's where they feel that they can say things like, "Oh, Nepal will soon take light anyway," (laughs) and things like that. And it's like, yes, Nepal will soon take light, but it's nobody's fault. It's just even just in terms of as Nepal takes light, we'll switch on our generation. Come on, we have the money for generations. There's even (laughs) inverters. So like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like people. For example, that fresh that freshy term, I have a huge problem with yeah, it because yeah. it, it comes from fresh off the boat. Yeah. And what boat are we talking about? The slave ship. Yeah, 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 yeah Right? Yeah. And you're there calling everybody, oh, look, this this freshy, these freshies. That's why, that's why I, like, I've specified that it's an age thing. It's a mindset thing because is, but, you're re, you don't realize, you don't think that deep. But yeah, but fob, it's, fob, it just rolled yeah, off the tongue. Yeah, you and know, at the end of the day, you're right, boat. right? Children, want, or when you're growing up, you want to be associated with what is cool, mm. which is why now Black Panther came all of a sudden, yeah. everybody, like Wale said, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, everybody's <laughs> breaking our ancestry DNA, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to see where they're from and all of this. And it's like, oh, now it's cool to be African. But when you were making fun of our But names, were they making the movies when you were back making then? Fun no, of, no, but what I mean is, when, when for example, Eddie because Murphy coming... Because they've tapped into the movie market, no, which Eddie is Murphy, what is cool. Eddie Murphy coming to America, right? Yeah. That movie, I think, probably did something similar to Zamunda Black Panther, that, but yeah. maybe not necessarily 
on the scale that Black Panther has done it because Black Panther is Marvel, right? It's part of the... Black Panther... Marvel has a huge following on its own anyway. For I think it, coming then, to America is slightly read, different, man. No, it is no, no, different. It's like, I'm that's saying what it saying. did something similar because mm. it showed that not every African you meet is a poor man. Okay, and that was okay, enough to okay, show okay, okay, not everybody yeah. is suffering back home. Not everybody wants to live here because yeah. they're living probably better quality of life at home. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know people that would rather live that's in Nigeria true. because their lifestyle in Nigeria is way better than it is here. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? So what yeah. I'm trying to... Like for, with Black Panther, I remember reading that um, Chadwick said that they wanted him to have a British accent or an American said, accent no because, you know, you were educated abroad, you're a rich man. And he's just like, no, if, it, if he's meant to be the prince and he's meant mm. to be the ruler, he should talk like the people, that, the people that he, they're from. And that is your accent, right? So it's fine. And I just feel that um, so sometimes people just get carried away, right? So it's just everyone of, wants to feel superior mm, somehow. Mm. So you will try to look for something. Oh, yeah. And you also even experience it when you go home for Christmas. There's certain people that come nigeria with the british accents and suddenly think because they have british accents all the doors should start opening for them but even, like, even what, what about us going to what about us going to nigeria with and, they make and they make take piss out of us they don't take oh come on man come on what do you mean okay tell me don't make fun but they can they can smell the british on you no 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 yeah they can smell you let's just call you that's they'll call you bro no but i think there's a complete difference in the way it's being done because you know no, what the man. thing is a majority of the issue is is that a lot of people not saying you two but a lot of people in the uk who are second generation none of them either understand or speak yoruba and then when they go back it's like they act absolutely perplexed when people don't understand english depending on where you're from okay, your grandma that. that's may a not fantastic point so if she then says you know yeah you are Jeez, speaking because she doesn't But what's annoying though is that when you what try about when you try and they take the piss and they take the piss on your accent are you are you not getting it wrong? They don't do it in a malicious way, they're just like no No, wait, Sam, hold on, hold on. Let's look at it this way, right? They do the thing with Nigeria, and I can from my own experience, is that there's still the mentality that what is Western it's better. It's better. Yeah. Right? Okay. So no matter how much they're like, I'm in Bolon, so look at your accent, this and that. In <laughs> they rose up, they'll still say anything for the like, boys. When they're, like, <laughs> when they're like, I want in it, in it, and this I and that, they'll do that. Yeah. But the funny thing is, if you come to Nigeria and you have a British accent and you yeah. go to them and you say, oh, sorry, can you just turn on the Yeah, the but we AC don't talk so, like that. No, I'm saying, I'm, asking, I'm just like giving you an example. If you go to them and say, oh, can you turn on the AC, this and that, they're more likely to treat you better because they're like, where they're coming from, they don't suffer like this. That's the truth. That is you, so I do see like, like the house girls on the you house help and that they do look you have an advantage because of the accent is, yes okay. they make fun of you and they yeah. tease yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. but it still puts you at an but advantage my point but is, here my point is even if even if they're treating you better they're still treating you different which is why I'm saying yes, we're talking do. about divide today yeah. but you sound so, different that's but why so do you that's the point I'm making so there's a divide it's the same point there is a divide but the difference is that when you are here Having that Nigerian accent yeah, is yeah. negative. When you are in Nigeria, having the British even to get a job on the radio in Nigeria, they sometimes actually they specify faith, that you further, must, when you have the British accent, they specify that you, you must have, have an accent. accent. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah, again, yeah, when yeah. you have the British accent, they see you as someone that can make money from as well. No, yes, they really. no, but they see you as a foreigner. Well, Come on, no, it depends on how you act. Wait, hold on. It's also because it's not even it's nothing to do with your accent. It's because they see you as foreign. So let me finish. If you go to Malta or Italy or wherever, if they know that you are foreign, they're gonna try to rip you off. That's just the way it goes. It's nothing to do with. And your accent. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. 
minute you open your mouth, they're like, hey, talking to him, like, talking this is to a, him. the minute you open your mouth, they're like, okay, this boy is foreign. So true, that's true. why they try to rip you no, off. I was going to say, we're only about 20 minutes left, so let's, let's, get, back, you, let's get back on the topic. But what, what I wanted to quickly say is, we've spoken a lot about Africans, but there's also even a divide between black African and black Caribbeans, which yes. we can talk on another time, right? Because yeah. obviously, we've, we've, we're right now we're talking about the difference between because of the who's in the room and that. But, yeah. and that. but yeah. we'll, we'll, I wish we got Caribbean on as well, so we'll do that in I future. Okay. I was going to say, um, okay, cool. So moving on, moving on. So we, we clearly know there's a divide. What <laughs> advantages would you say there are to um, living in London? No, no. To being born and raised, to being born in yeah, London, to, be, to being born in London as opposed yeah. to being born, born abroad. I mean, I mean but we, yeah. from my perspective. I would say, first of all, just in terms of education, right? And okay. at university level, I'm not talking about secondary school, primary school. I didn't go, I don't, I can't. I yeah, so know. secondary school but education is better out there. Maybe, like, I, I think don't so know. Wrong. But it's what I'm areas. saying is, in terms of yeah. university, your fees, yeah. let's start there. Boy. Fees are much cheaper. In the it's year that bad, I was you know? doing my undergrad, the, I think that was the last year people were still paying 3000 So I had people paying 3000 and I was paying at least five times of that. As an international wow. student. As an international student. For and the that's same course, same For everything. the exact same everything. And even it's today. Today I was just make, I was um speaking to um two of my friends that are yeah, both yeah, studying yeah. medicine. One's international, one's yeah, British. Yeah, yeah. In your fourth year in medicine, I think it's free if you're mm. if you're um mm. British. Mm. And it jumps to like 35k for, for internationals because yeah. it's, it's not free. Mm. You see but what then, I mean? So I think that's, that's the same, first advantage. That's the same I would everywhere say. though because one of my friends is doing medicine in Cyprus now. And her fees are a lot more than the yeah, because that's the way it works. So I'm saying that's probably the first advantage. The second that I would say again also is in terms of the passports, in terms of travel and wanting to work elsewhere, it opens more doors because Nigerians. For me personally, the Nigerian passport, there are not a lot of places that we can go visa free. You have the West that, African movement. Shout, shout out yeah. Brexit and that. And because of that, there's the additional financial financial burden on traveling, right? Because when you want to travel, you just wake up and say, okay, I'm going to buy a ticket and I'm off. Ticket oh. accommodation, that's it. I have to pay my visa. You have to pay for your visa as well. How much is and that's an additional... It, it depends on the country. It depends on the country. And it depends on... You have to show them your bank statement. You have to show them so much for them to give. And they can just decide. When I was going to Spain, I think they gave me like three days. And I was just like, I literally paid, what, 70 pounds? And you gave me three days. But quick question. You know how you're, you're basically Irish as well, yeah? Does that not help in any way? Like, does no, that I'm not... not Irish because I don't have the passport. But you lived there. Is well, there not a not important though. She there is, how long but is I think I left. Probably the time that I left. Or I don't really... Okay, obviously, I was enough, a kid, fair right? Enough, fair enough, yeah, But yeah. you can... There is a process that you can get the citizenship and et cetera, right. et cetera. But I didn't get it. I'm Nigerian so, and yeah. I've stayed Nigerian my whole life. Okay, so... Uh, Latif, do you have any advantages? Sorry. Obviously, the obvious advantage, obviously, is just better healthcare. Um, yeah. True. Uh, we, we have a... a we got a way more higher mortality... You know, uh, we, we live longer in general. I don't think so. Well, the last time I checked, I believe that the average expenses in, in of a Nigerian is at fifty, bro. But they're going to meet God at fifty and that, bro. The what? average, yeah. Actually, if I even, I'm just saying, I actually see 50. much more, more, far more able older Nigerians. That's what I'm thinking. Than I see over here, um, and I think for me, the only advantage um, living in London is not on an individual level, but on a complete societal level that everyone has a helping hand. That is the only advantage because in Nigeria, someone could say actually, well, they don't see, um, or living in Lagos, someone could say they don't see London as an advantage because 
they have the money to have healthcare. They have the money to match their education. They have the money to do basically everything. Mm. But there isn't a strong infrastructure welfare system that's for everyone across the board. Whereas in London, everyone has that. Even if you are an immigrant, you can get something. Obviously, you may be limited. Like you may not be able to, I don't know, go and buy fish and chips every single day. Chicken and chips. Sorry, chicken and (laughs) chips. You may not be able to buy chicken and chips every day, but you can still, you know, pay your bills. You get housing. You have um, education. Like, I mean, most schools, a majority of good schools in Nigeria, the fees alone from primary to secondary school can, can actually... Kill someone. But one could argue though that the best schools here. Similar, kill someone, no, true. but there's actually it's a difference because if you actually look at a majority of um private schools here are rather mediocre, unless if you're talking about like the top nineteen or twenty, which mm. are rather elite, because there are more grammar schools that's that still, yeah, grammar school outperform that. them. And that's what loads of people are realizing. Like I don't even know if you saw like last year there was this whole big thing that a lot of um middle class people are purposefully moving in next to grammar school so yeah, their children yeah, yeah, are able yeah. so like i think yeah. gray coats yeah gray coats in victoria or West oh, is, that, is that grammar no yeah it's well i mean well, I how know do you know about grammar. the girl school right yeah the how do you, how do you, how do you so know about it typically gray coats has been a majority of it has been black girls right <laughs> um but now you see that it's mixed it's changing because they mm. had been performing so well for mm. so many years so loads of people who traditionally like i mean david cameron's daughter went there and both of him and his wife are in the top one percent Matching. So you need to think about it because they know that rather than send their daughter to a school that That's is costing like 26, fish. 30K, you have a perfectly good school here, which outmatches it. I think cool. I think the biggest difference is the fact that at the base level, yeah, you have a better quality of things. And that is just at because yeah, okay. at a base level <laughs> in terms of you don't need, let's just take a person, forget the money they have, just access yeah. in terms of the, 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 the yeah. what you have access to. Fair and it's yeah. because obviously when you look at it from, I, again, I'm the main reason I keep emphasizing it as a Nigerian is because I'm not going to speak for other Africans or people from the Caribbean. But when you think about it back home, because the government is not necessarily doing what they should be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take the average Nigerian, they mm. don't have the, they don't have the access. Mm. And, and that's the difference, right? So as an international student, you are looking at things, but, in a way, as international, you are coming from a privileged background because you have the money to be able to come and to study here, abroad yeah, in the first place, still, right? Listen, yeah. So I think that's the that's the biggest thing. Also, I think uh, sec- security here is better. For I feel a lot of Again, you know, I mean, even though Lagos, I was running the strip, I still felt you know you got to be careful here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but here in London, but do you know what? Actually, come. I I don't know how you feel about this. I'm gonna say minus certain things like extreme stuff. I find. I'm much safer in Lagos in cr- parties and stuff. No, do you know why I say uh, in that? In parties, come on, bro. No, 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 no. Do you know why? Because here, you go to a party, you step on someone's foot. Oi, bruv. Oi, bruv. Da, 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 da. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. No one talks like that, but allow it, bro. No, no, no not anymore, bro. Like, literally, I was like, no, no. What party are you going to, bro? Even in like, I kind of hate you still. Like, the thing is, like, even in Nigeria, I can't remember what it was. Like, a few people... London, London, South London, outside of um, Copacabana, they wanted to now start arguing. They wanted to now start arguing. Mopo just shot a gun and they all just ran because here in London, no, no one has time for that. But here's the thing, though. Here's the, here's the thing, though. <coughs> here, though. Um, so you talk about Nigeria. So fair enough, in a party might be safe. Get into the party is not safe. The girls slow, kidnappings, all mm. of that. So I think, okay, sorry. I know that, yes, it does happen, but I feel like 
a lot of English people that live in England, there's this fear. Yeah, they've, that they've, is they've put it out proportional, yeah. Because the reason well, of, why I of, say it's of going, back of home, yeah. going to, of going out, the reason I say it's irrational is that yes, people do get kidnapped and bad things do happen, but that happens. If you go to a foreign country and you don't use your brain about where you go, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. But then that's regardless. That's... However, the main thing is because the truth is, yeah, in Nigeria, yes, they're kidnapping and stuff, but the chances of them actually targeting you to kidnap. If your daddy is not a politician or yeah. something, yeah, they're you're not, not you're really no targeting yeah, 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 you. Nobody's yeah, yeah. looking at you. And yes, security, the reason why we can say security is different is because the Nigerian police, like, there's no, the problem is the infrastructure. It's the government, right? Here there's accountability. You cannot do something and just get away with it. But in Nigeria, you probably can. I feel you. And it, feel again, you. it's again the lack of infrastructure, the lack of rigor and regulation. Mm. That's what it is. Well, mm. what I would say also, though, is that, um, so. For me, so we obviously we've spoken about a lot of advantages of being born in London. I think uh, one advantage of being born in, abroad is that if you do plan on living there later on, it's, uh, if you so if you do plan on living there long term, it's better to be born there because you already know what everything's like. You already know how the culture works. You know how to speak. You know how to fit in. Whereas if you're coming from London, going back there, I feel like okay, yes, you might have more money, but you don't know how the area works. You don't know the people there. You don't know. Yeah. You know you have to almost start which a is, brand new life there completely. Yeah. But which is, which so the ease of like, access isn't as easy as it, if, that's as it I, is if you were to be born. I, the think it, I think it depends. Um, I think it depends on your network, and I think it depends on who you have around you. I have a lot of friends who have recently decided to move back to Lagos. That's my point. Though, so you have that there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they moved back. Yeah, where they've actually I'm talking about if you don't back. know anyone. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So I'm talking about like they had been British born. They moved back to Lagos because they wanted to start a business. They had a few friends which they had met from uni, international Nigerians. Um, and, you know, they kind of got help in scoping. Like they never built a house or anything, but get an apartment, places to go. And you know what? They've been there for a year. And when I saw them this December, I felt like, wow, like you're a real Lagos babe. Like, let mm. me take a step back because so there is that kind of support as well. I don't think it matters about gender, but mm. it's like easy, I guess. Also, but then it, also again, it depends on what you do take when you go there. Like, if you go there like penniless, then yes, things are going to be difficult. But so if you go there to give it to give a quick stat to look at the difference between someone born in London and someone born in Nigeria. The average salary of a Nigerian is five dollars. Yeah, whereas the average salary of a graduate alone is at twenty to twenty-five grand. So that's yeah. showing you the kind of different life prospects you have okay, yes but and but then we should also consider the fact that nigeria has a massive population of course of and course. about a huge proportion of that i don't remember the stat right now are living below the, living below the poverty they're living line abortion, so let's let's start there they're living below the poverty line so we can't really compare the average nigerian with the average english person i think there's really also bad. i think i think really just bad, on what you've just said yeah that's what i was going to say but, but cheaper for who no, for nigerians them. i don't know no 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 okay you comparing a five dollar like using five dollars as a metric is is a false equivalency because something there like five dollars what it could do for like your poor person that's like not relatively poor, but absolutely mm-hmm. poor, can do a lot for them. So I feel like when people bring up these kind of stats, yeah, yeah. these numbers, they're a bit No, false. but at the end of the day, 22 grand is more than five grand. And, five, like, five and fair enough, you could say it's but false it's to this. whatever, to look at um, but then that's the, the thing, total population. Cost of living is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but no, but, but, but the point he's making is that if, if the majority of people could get to the place where they could on average earn 22 grand a year mm-hmm. then that's better than earning five grand five pound 
Yeah, it is. No? But the point I'm making though is about cost of living. Different countries have different standards of living and cost of living, right? Okay, but so yes, yes, and that's what we said at the big. What I yeah. said at the beginning or well, earlier is yeah. that living in the UK, the average person, yeah, the average person that. in Nigeria, the yeah. average person in the UK is in a better position because of the infrastructure, because okay. of the country that they are. But in. you're saying that they're still comfortable. Yes, on that five pound because, because they're I'll give it, I'll give it, you, you know why I disagree I'll give it, it a just number depends, so, you know, it depends. and you also need to remember because okay you're saying that the average um person in London and 22 to 25 I mean I okay in London actually yeah that is quite feasible um but this is the thing right what how much are you paying for rent in London rent free right? No, no, not you, but I'm yeah, just yeah, saying go on, your go average life. Yeah, yeah, go on, right? go on, go on. Look at the size Guys, of what so, you're paying. So your disposable your, income is not your, that. It's not even disposable income. What I'm trying to say is that the equivalent of what you would be paying in Nigeria would be far much bigger. Mm. So those people that are even earning, like, let's say, $5, their houses, where it may not be the most prettiest things, but yeah. in terms of space and location... They are in quite good areas and they're quite big. So I do feel like it's a bit of a false equivalency. Okay, cool. Um, what, um, okay, just to move on. All right, fair enough. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that quickly, offline. No, just quickly, just to... I, I, love, I was listening back to listen to all your points and that. Quickly, I just feel like what we would love to happen is just to get a happy medium, which sort of captures the benefits of, mm-hmm. you know, like going back to our motherland, living, living in Africa and all of that. Mm-hmm. But having all the like you know infrastructure benefits and opportunities that we have here, and I feel like it's just tailored to the individual. For me personally, like I just I've where I've lived all my life, Peckham. Like it's in some in some bits of the internet, yeah. you'll see you'll oh, see you'll God. see you'll see it labeled as like little Lagos nah, because man. because honestly, bro, like my neighbors were Nigerian, my next door neighbors after them were Caribbean. Like it's really, really, really heavily ingrained, ingraced in the culture. And then St. Charles, Latif, you went there as well. Like that was heavily black, heavily African, heavily Caribbean. And it's like, I do not feel like I've really missed out on culture or like oh, come on, a lot. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like I've missed no, out too I much do, by I, living I, I do get what by you mean because here. like, you know, going to Peckham, there I won't I wouldn't go as far as calling it a little Lagos. <laughs> but there is a lot of culture and you know what? That's why you do find once it did become popular yeah. to be African, all these people who did pretend not to be Caribbean back in the day. Pretend to be Caribbean and stuff. I may be guilty of that, but hey, that's not for this podcast. <laughs> wow. But um, <laughs> I as well, you know. But um, you know, they they started talking about all these things that you would be like, so wait, you know about this, and they'll be like, yeah, like. But back you know, then you would be but, like, it's exactly, okay. <laughs> because that's the thing. Like there are certain things because like yeah. Peckham has a very Ambrix and they have very high concentrations of oh, Nigerian, Nigerian yeah, people. But I think I think the good thing though, and maybe that's part of why when I say I feel like I'm a Londoner is because part of the things I see as Black British culture is a mix, right? It's a mix of Caribbean and. African, African culture anyway yeah. and I think that's part of why it's easy for me to feel comfortable in London anyway because yeah. for example when um, you hear you hear slang for, <laughs> we move has come to London now and yeah, everyone's yeah, saying we move we a lot move, of but Nigerian that's a slang has slang. come to London yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know rocking you know what I mean? and all of that stuff like it's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that is rocks is like rocks yeah tonight we're gonna rock baby the sweet that you get in the beach they don't say tonight we're gonna rock that's what I said that's what I said you hear what he said he said you know rocks the sweet 
<laughs> wow. I don't I'm know what's wrong, bro. Like, 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 what I will say about all this, that even though there's there, there are differences and there may be a divide, etc., I think it's also a good thing that people are starting to embrace their culture, their culture more. And the reason I say it's a good thing is because it's who you are, right? It's part of yeah. your identity, and your parents are still very much part of that culture right so mm. i think it's important yeah, that we we don't feel like we have to um fit this mold and water ourselves down yeah. to fit what other people expect or 100. anything like that and i think i think it's a good thing that people are are being a bit more conscious of things and are trying yeah. to get to know yeah know and, and even just following up on that like Going forward, so we've kind of established that cool, okay, at times we do feel like we're a bit different, there's a bit of a divide. We're sort of do you know what I mean? Like what solution we, we solution for that is when we're having these discussions, when you know, we're talking about the black British experience, let's welcome all opinions, do you know what I mean? Let's yep. let's welcome diverse experiences. Let's share our slides with each other. Like right here, which you know what I mean? Like man look rocks today. Like keep sharing keep sharing them <laughs> today like, with you know like that. You know and you know also also that's very good because we need to be able to have these discussions to be able to move forward. Mm. Now one thing I've noticed a lot though is sometimes people will equate a two week happy moon period in Lagos to what it's like living there full time. No. And that's not the case. Yeah. You know it's not that the case. Is a, Nigeria isn't is just a party issue. place. There's also people who go there to, to work Every day, there's also slums and that. Which I'm sorry, like there's the bush, you know, we for see, example. We see, we see it on um campaigns or whatever that, and then we say, oh, why are they showing that bit of Lagos? But it's that bit of Lagos true. is real. And what I, what I also like is, is that well. a lot, a lot of people seem to think, cool, I'll come here, London, make all the money, then go and change Nigeria, and that kind of that's or go to Africa, and that, kind of, that saving mentality. Like who are you? That saving mentality <laughs> almost makes us seem a bit arrogant in the fact that we think that we're better than the natives living in Africa. Yeah. And that's something that we need to get rid of if you want to bridge that divide between black British Africans or black mm. British, black people in general and, you know, expats or yeah. um, immigrants. I think, I think black people in diaspora need to understand that, yes, you do have access to things and you may be able to bring experiences and skills that people may not necessarily have access to, but there's also advantages of being a local and those people that are locals probably know the system better than you do. And it's important that we understand how to exchange that knowledge with each other rather than using it to as leverage. um, I think the dream as well would be for, you know, the infrastructure, the schools, the opportunities to arise out there as well. So more people want to go there. Do you know what I mean? So we're, we're the ones in the, foreign quote-unquote land and do you know what i mean like we're sharing our experiences through the other other lens kind of thing mm-hmm. but um should you round up there um uh, what, what, what 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 other quick solutions do you have uh to divide because we didn't really speak so much about solutions um i do feel like we can make more effort at university level because i think like a lot of our culture after in adulthood is shaped by what we go through in university because i think you really start to see the international a lot of internationals come through at college but i think most of them come through University, mm. and I think that us making an effort more to ingrain ourselves with people, but like even at work, mm. um, you might see people in their little hubs, mm. uh, foreigners, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. 
you know, British citizens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should try to bridge that gap. And what about like, what about the school issue we spoke about? So the call that you know, I don't know if I that's still prevalent that's as much as it was now. Because, it's not, but back in the day, it wasn't. Back in the day, back in the day. Black Panther had that phone. Um, back in the, I don't think Black Panther had anything to do with that. Maybe in some aspects made it call for your maybe white and Asian kids. But in terms of, I'm talking about like African culture, and I'm saying this from like around college time yeah, yeah. when you had Wizkid, all the artists. Okay. That's why, so people will be singing. Now the time, isn't um, it? and like people and you saw it because even on twitter and so people start becoming more people will be like you know graduations people wouldn't before how many people did i see that their parents will be wearing a bada yeah, and yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. now you just start to see a bunch you start to see that, people doing um asha b for their <laughs> birthdays and stuff like there's like this kind of yeah yes to just to respond to that question about how you bridge the gap at a school level i think it's important that you let young people understand that it's it is your culture and you should be proud it's of good it. Good to embrace your culture. There's nothing you don't need to be ashamed of your culture. You don't have to water it down it's to fit any out. it's it's okay to appreciate other cultures while still being proud of your own heritage. And I think that's the main thing. And even in terms of people talk because we haven't spoken about speaking your native language, etc. But I think if you're able to because I didn't understand Yoruba as a kid. I didn't, tongue, I didn't even learn it in Nigeria. I learned it when I was nine and because my guardian at the time used to watch Yoruba movies all the time. Mm. And that's really, how I picked really it up. Yeah. So I think if you if you are able to just tell them, you know, be proud. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with being Nigerian. Yeah. It's who you are. There's nothing wrong with being foreign. That is where people will then start but, to so feel cool I feel like that's not the for being themselves. I feel like it's the school's responsibility to kind of reiterate that but i feel like it's the parents yeah, not the school i mean your parents no but the thing is most Home. parents and Dude. i'm sorry to say this is that they have this mentality like we said what is west is better i know like a lot of i'm sure we have loads of friends in nigeria who cannot actually speak or understand because yeah, but i mean now we're talking about solutions in terms of yeah, our, no, what but, should we do as our yeah, generation no, i know right? definitely i feel like there's nollywood movies i'm ready to put in the cassettes i'm ready to put in the cassettes <laughs> for those nollywood movies yeah. but what i'm trying to say is that i think that even though it's easier said than done how many parents because a lot of parents that do come here do feel like by their child speaking english and being really ingrained yeah. into the society that it gives them a helping hand like i know so many nigerians that are like oh we, i have an english that, that's, name and that's I have a somewhat name. do you know what i mean I there mean, are some so truth to that that solution is feasible because i mean we could say for our generation yes but for going forward, I, I highly doubt it because a lot of first generations which will still be coming in will probably still have that mentality. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. i stick you on still, man. But yeah. Um, oh, we even talk about you much that much properly. Um anything you guys are working on that's gonna come out? Oh what? Anything, any projects you're working on, any blogs, any oh music? Um... I've only got I've got one blog that's about it and let's see if here BBL no 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 BBL let's what's your blog on so my blog is actually an international student blog um it's called third culture scholar check that check that and it's basically about settling into the UK and things that you kind of have to google on your own or ask people about so it's trying to put all that in one place to make it easier we should talk about that more you know yeah Um, Yeah. i've actually read it it's quite good it's a secret bridge in the gap for example see yeah, I remember so when you came up with that idea. Coming cool, along with man, don't ask. Third culture she's scholar. Selling, she's, <laughs> she's selling herself short because she also does fitness. Like, if you see these abs, don't push my hand away. If you see these abs, abs on point. I thought you had a BBL, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but the the site is just thirdculturescholar.com. 
thirdspace.squarespace.com. Uh, are you on Instagram, Twitter? Um, yeah, so my Instagram or my... Yeah, business. any of them. <laughs> where, 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 where can so, we find you? Uh, my Instagram is A-D-E-B-B-I underscore underscore at Debbie underscore underscore and Twitter's just a Debbie for me. And then my, um, for the blog, the Twitter is under TCS Scholar UK, I believe. Really hard to remember that at the moment, but I will oh. check. <laughs> and Latif, Latif, I changed it too many times, clearly. <laughs> Latif, have you got anything? You're okay. um, so I have a few things that are going on and a few things that will be BBL. coming up. Um, throughout the year well, like celebrity, um, but you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Latif Sarka you can also check out my website which covers travel, fashion, culture, art and culture at right. you can also find me on YouTube in which I'll be doing loads of food and travel <laughs> and if you are a foodie this is a new venture I've just started on Instagram it's called Come Chow With Me um, and this this is a food Instagram which gives you food <laughs> reviews of places to eat, location, and prices. So yeah, please do check it out. Oh, Come. and if you have YouTube, subscribe. I'm trying to get to 500 <coughs> in the next month. Yeah, so check that, man. At Latif Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Follow, follow the podcast on My City Podcast. Hashtag My City Podcast everywhere. Uh, subscribe, leave a review, share with friends. Live show next week. Oh, Wait, it would have already out, dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live show, so, uh, third thank February. you for coming to the live <laughs> show and that, man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you for coming to the live show. It was a movie. I've also coming soon in that. <laughs> Twitter for my blog is tcschoolar underscore uk. Follow me personally, Sam underscore Luca one. Big Sam. Twitter, Big Sam always. Sam underscore Luca on Instagram. Follow Iray at ire dot ae on Instagram. That's iray dot ae and i a on Twitter. Again, um. I was going to say live show tickets are available on the yeah, door, but this is coming yeah. out after, isn't it? <laughs> ah. if, if you missed out on live show, um, you're pissed, Sorry. isn't it? Um, <laughs> in a bit, in a bit, in a bit. Right, cool. Yeah, cool. Sam, how come you didn't talk about getting married this time? Well, I mean, you Tell us, like, yes. Get-